You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, listeners. Welcome to another season of Cozy Moon Podcast. We have made it to season eight. This season, I want to shine the light on Mama's Health aka women's health and some of these illnesses that i will be discussing with special guests can also affect men but i really want to focus on what illnesses uh, women go through and deal with and have to make sure their bodies are in check have to make sure their diet is in check especially if they want to carry children or carrying children and you know, the knowledge of knowing your family history, how important it is for your health and your life. And that's what I wanted to focus on in this season. I hope you guys enjoy all of the guests. We're going worldwide with these guests. I'm talking to women across the water, across the pond, as they call it. I'm talking to women from different walks of life. And I just want you guys to get the information, learn from the information, and take that with you and spread it to someone who, you know, needed more insight on what they're going through or what their symptoms are. I hope you guys enjoy Cozy Womb Podcast. Don't forget to hashtag Cozy Womb Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, IG, and Facebook. Hey guys, welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. My name is Chantal, aka Mama of the Girls. This is season seven. We're focusing on Mama's Health, episode five. And I wanted to focus on women living with hair loss. And a lot of women live with hair loss, and it could be from one thing over another, or it could be hereditary, or it could be just you know, an illness they have within their lifetime, right? 
And there is a special guest that I want to add on to this episode a bit later. Um, she wasn't available this week, but something, you know, beautiful happened to her, which um, became the story of her hair and her going through alopecia. And I want her to share her story. But um, for right now, I'll just speak to you guys about hair loss with women. And hair loss with women is a million dollar industry of creams, meds, shampoos, conditioners, and oils. Women deal with buying wigs, avoiding hairstyles that show their scalp, and pulls sometimes. Emotionally and mentally, it's uncomfortable and it's real and it's um, something women don't come to terms with in a good way and some women embrace it, okay? Feeling less than a woman should not be something that a woman experiences and sometimes with hair loss, this is what happens. And I just wanted to talk to you guys about that. All right, so let's get in today's show. Hey, hey, it's Anya Dula, and I am the host of Intercultured with Anya Dula. Intercultured with Anya Dula is a podcast that focuses on motherhood, culture, birth work, and travel. And it's just a place for women to come together to discuss our philosophies on motherhood, to discuss our work and birth work, if that's what we do, but mainly to bring women of all different cultures together so that we can talk about how we mother, how we hashtag do motherhood so that we can learn from one another and learn to love each other. That's really what it's all about. I hope you'll join us. Intercultured with Anya Dula podcast is available on all the major podcast stations. I hope you'll join us. Can't wait to connect. What causes hair loss? Can their hair grow back? Is there something that causes it purposely or is it something that just happens um, depending on their genes? And what helps you with your hair loss? I want to talk about some of that, okay? So there's a few illnesses that can cause hair loss. Anemia, thyroid issues, pregnancy. Um, A lot of people like to say, oh, when you're pregnant, your hair is going to get long and luscious and thick and beautiful. Listen, when I was pregnant, my hair felt like the stuff that you scrub pots with. It was disgusting. And I kept my hair wrapped most of the time. I remember going to Brooklyn to get my hair braided by this African lady before I went to Florida to see my mom. And I got it done um, on my birthday. My girls. <laughs> it was out my hair in four days. Okay. $200 down the drain. Okay. It's Ooh, listen, being pregnant, the pits, okay? 
the pits. It's not amazing for everybody, all right? Let's keep it real. Um, what else can cause hair loss? Autoimmune diseases, uh, POS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome, skin conditions, psoriasis, psoriasis. You don't, you don't pronounce a P. I'll be, I'll be forgetting. Psoriasis, um, ringworm. I had ringworm once as um, a kid, like around six or seven, because one of my mom's children purposely put it in my hair because he caught it. And my mom had to cut out a big circle in the middle of my head um, because of the ringworm. It healed, it got better, my hair grew back, but (sighs) listen. If you have a child out there suffering with middle child syndrome, take him to therapy, period. All right. So those are some of the illnesses that can bring about hair loss. And um, one of my questions that I want to speak to um, the guest is how old was she when she first found out she had alopecia and um, what were her thoughts initially? just to help women who are suffering from hair loss or kids who might be suffering from hair loss to, um, you know, maneuver through that. Growing up for me, my hair was always long, thick. As I got older, I cut my hair first when I was 21. My mom had a fit. She didn't talk to me for a month. Um, Then I kept cutting it because growing up and having long hair, is like a sentence every other week going to the hairdresser, okay? You're in there all day with other people talking about things you don't want to talk about, okay? It just takes so much time. So I grew up hating the fact that I had long hair. And everybody loved the fact that I had long hair because most of my cousins' hair probably wasn't that long or they got braids all the time or they wore um, weave. Uh, wigs. I would hate the thought of having hair in my head that's not mine. I hate the smell of most um, uh, braids. I uh, don't like the texture after a while when it's not fresh. I don't. I want it out my head ASAP. Um, I've never worn a wig. The idea of wearing a wig makes me hot. So that was just never a thing for me. So for my mom, having all boys, I'm being her last daughter, and I had long, thick hair. It was like Christmas. So it's kind of like my hair was like my mom's second daughter, in a sense. That's how she treated it. It was her project. It was her thing. She did it every day, every night. I remember nights her doing my hair with my head hanging off the bed just so she could get it done, just so she could love it in the morning, okay? My mom was one of 13, has always been sick, and um, she's in a few episodes this season. You'll hear from her. Um, and she um, she had Graves' disease, um, and she lost a lot of her hair, and a lot of her, her hair started thinning and falling out. And now her hair is really thin. Um, she's trying to thicken her hair, but her hair um, usually can't take relaxers because it's very thin. And um, 
it's not thick like mine. And then I have aunts whose hair is thick and long like mine. And I have aunts whose hair is a different consistency. So that is my dealings with seeing a woman with hair loss personally. Our hormones control so much. So what can help your hair can be things like biotin, B3, vitamin C, um, zinc. Um, There's so many supplements and fruits that you can eat that can help your hair. Guava, kiwi, um, oranges, papaya. Be careful with the papaya because papaya can also... um, be like a uh, a pause or a stop to you um, being fertile or not being fertile but possi- it can limit the possibility of you becoming pregnant if you eat a lot of papaya okay look it up read it um, strawberries is good for your hair sweet potatoes is good for your hair black currants is good for your hair blueberries is good for your hair Rice contains minerals like carbohydrates and vitamins that can create balance for your scalp to help your hair grow, okay? Deep um, moisturizers, deep uh, conditioners, uh, hair masks help your hair grow. Every time I wash my hair, I have to deep condition it because my hair is like one side is really, really thick and stubborn like me. Um, and then another side is like, okay, so you want to act correct today. You want to behave yourself. And then the other side is just like very defiant. And so the mask and the deep conditioners help get my hair in order for whatever I want to do to it. And it's, it's more manageable that way. Um, smoothies that can help your hair. I looked these up. Try bananas, coconut water, spinach, and lemon. Sounds like it tastes good, okay? Or you could try this um, uh, smoothie. Beetroot, carrots, apples, cucumbers, and ginger. And drink that. Enjoy it. And it can help your hair. There's also other vitamins, hair, skin, and nail vitamins you could take. A lot of times I can't take those vitamins if they have B12 in it because I have an allergic reaction. So do what works for you but there is food that can help your hair grow um deep conditioners that can help your hair grow um when i was younger my mom did a lot of hot um oil treatments in my hair uh between washes she also lived by and dies by um palmers that company hair success um hair conditioning cream it looks kind of orange it's light it's not really oily it's not really greasy and it just really gives your hair life I use it in my daughter's hair even though my daughter's hair is a bit different from mine I still use that in their hair because it conditions it well it doesn't weigh it down and um, it feels really good in their hair so Anya's hair, which is my six-year-old, is very thick and curly and coily. And then Aria's hair is very lightweight, wavy, um, loose curls at the end, light brown. I don't know who she got light brown hair from. Her dad's hair is dark, 
my hair is like my true hair color is like a dusty um dirty brown color that I hate so I usually always dye my hair jet black um but I don't know where she got this light hair color from my mom's hair color is red in the back to the left I know light brown but not like light light brown like a lighter color brown in the middle um a dark brown on the uh left side and then around the front it grays so who knows where she got that hair from but to be a woman and not be comfortable with your hair is very hard so if there are any women out here dealing with an illness where your hair is falling out talk to other women that have experienced that you can talk to them on social media i'm sure there's um uh hair loss pages on Facebook that you can talk to other women. You can talk to other women on uh, Facebook. I will add in a short interview with the guest that I want on here, but because it was um, such short timing, I didn't want to stop the episodes that I have coming up. So I will add the um, interview in on here. But yes, like hair loss is a thing. And men think it's not that big of a deal. But when you're a woman, you have where you could get your nails done. You have where you can go shopping. You have where you can get your makeup done. And your hair is such a big part of that. Okay? So when it comes to your hair, I don't know about any other ladies. But when I get my hair done, I feel done. I feel ready. I feel prepared. I feel like I can do anything in the world when my hair is done. So imagine women that really want to feel good about their hair and really want to feel complete and fully dressed and fully ready and fully prepared. And they look in the mirror and they don't see what they imagine themselves to be. And they don't see the woman that they want to see in the mirror and it's so hard that they basically have to put this mask on over their heads and pretend that it's theirs or they have to you know cover up with a hat or cover up um with a a scarf because they're ashamed of it like I've seen beautiful women with bald heads I've seen beautiful women with Caesar cuts I've seen beautiful women with mohawks with um half shaved heads like I cut my hair because I wanted to show other women that it's just hair but I'm not going to dismiss the fact that I was privileged enough to be able to grow my hair down the middle of my back and have the option to cut it and grow it back have the option to cut it again and grow it back and not worry about not being able to grow my hair back or it not being as thick or it's not being as pretty or it's not being mine, okay? So when a woman, when a woman wants to feel good about herself and she has a complex about her hair and she has an illness where her hair falls out, Please treat her with respect. Please talk to her in a um, considerate way. If it's a little girl that, you know, 
doesn't know what it's what it looks like or doesn't know what it feels like to look in the mirror and actually feel like she's pretty and actually feels like she's a part of all the other girls outside that have hair and she has on a wig or she has hair in her head give her a compliment it's so important to give her a compliment Grown women, it's so important for you to give other women compliments and for you to be able to take compliments because the last thing you want is a little girl growing up with a complex about herself. And women who have insecurities about themselves are not always the nicest in life. So um, be considerate and really think about You know, if you haven't seen someone in a while and their hair is short or their hair doesn't look like it used to, don't automatically assume they willingly cut their hair off. That's why their hair looks like that. You do not know what a woman is going through. And some men lose their hair too. You do not know what a man is going through, okay? Men right now are getting hair units in their hair when they go to the barbershop. And I'm not mad at them, okay? But I just wish people knew the beauty that is them and that hair is a small piece of that. But that's a luxury that I can have to be able to say that because I could always cut my hair and grow it back. But to someone who can't always cut their hair off and grow it back full like I can, it's more than just hair. Okay, and I don't want to disrespect that, and I don't want to take that from any man, woman, or child. Okay, um, I respect it. Uh, hair loss is a thing, sometimes, it's a side effect to medicines that women are taking for certain illnesses, sometimes, it's a side effect to diseases and illnesses that they have. So, please be considerate, um, please be sweet, and please be understanding that. People are going through things and people are um, carrying around insecurities and people are feeling helpless and lost and feeling like they have to put on these personas of being okay. And on top of that, put on cover-ups to cover up the fact that they're losing hair. Okay? So thank you for listening to Cozy Womb. I promise, I promise I will go ahead and put that um, short interview with that guest. I don't want to tell you who it is yet um, on here because uh, I think it's so important for her to share her story. But thank you for listening to Cozy Womb. Peace. special guest for this um segment here for cozy womb i've uh i've never talked to anyone besides my mom when it comes to hair loss but because i'm in this special podcast world i get to meet and talk to people so i have someone by the name of kira here and she has a podcast called moms and martinis that can be found on apple Podcasts. various different platforms you can find her on twitter and on ig and she is a woman who is living flawlessly uh, smiling uh, being happy finding her way in life in her happiness regardless of her living with hair loss and i want her to talk about her show 
Moms of Martinis, and I want her to talk about her journey. So if you can welcome Kira from Moms of Martinis. Welcome, Kira. I'm so happy to be here. I feel as though like cue applause. Yay, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> yeah. It was just so funny. Um, when you shared your story, I had already planned to have an episode for the um, Mama's uh, Health segment on Cozy Room Podcast. And I was like, man, I said, I had no idea because I've been asking different women do you know anybody that deals with hypertension? Do you know anybody that deals with um, child uh, pregnancy loss or whatever I was gonna dapple into because when I do certain topics that I don't have experience with, I don't like speaking about it. I would rather have someone that has experience speak about it. That way it's coming from someone who actually knows what they're talking about. So when you had posted your story about how you hated your, hair and you went through all of that and then we were on like a um a meeting talking <laughs> while you were at the hairdresser and jay Boog was like oh they must have did something wrong because she sound pissed and you hung <laughs> up and that was exactly what it was i said I, <laughs> she, I said she has to share so before we get into that uh can you talk to us about your podcast uh, Moms and Martinis and why you started it and uh, what, how, why is it important to you? Why is it important to your uh, listeners that you keep it going? Absolutely. So again, my name is Kira, host of Moms and Martinis, which is a weekly podcast that brings everyone into the kitchen table talk that I share with my friends. Um, initially, the podcast started out with a longtime friend of mine, and we would have some really intense conversations and just decided this is something that the world should hear. Um, I think that I've been blessed enough to be around a group of people that we really do dive deep into um topics and, and transparent about how those things impact us so that's the beginning of moms and martini so it's just the ushering in and welcoming into people i want people to feel like they're they're at my house you know we're drinking and talking and just really um getting raw and, and vulnerable with each other um so that's the premise of the podcast and i try to be as transparent and raw as possible i didn't think i was going to be that way at first because i i am in a corporate setting so i'm used to being very polished i'm used to making sure i'm articulating and you know presenting a certain way but what the podcast has done for me is really allow me to live out loud because it's rare like i'm always open like i hate to say i'm honest right so i was like you know people say to be honest I hate that. Like, were, were you lying? Right. So I, I'm always honest, but to be just like transparent, yeah. when, I think when people finally see me transparent, they're they're typically shocked. You know, Why? because I'm so like in your face. Uh-huh. You know, at work I'm very assertive, right? Uh-huh. So, um, but to get that still that same level of assertiveness, but see it in what I consider just a vulnerable, sometimes very feminine, delicate, just open way. Um, It's surprising to people the amount that I'm willing to just bear. Um, But it's been so very therapeutic for me 
Um, and I found a lot of healing in it. Um, so I think, I think I'm doing it more so for me than anybody else. I'm like, if y'all want to watch me break down and get it together, then come on yeah. over. <laughs> well, come on over. Cause that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So I think people appreciate it because, um, it, it, it's me, um, giving people access to the fly on the wall to really see it, see me unfold. And that's exactly what happened <laughs> the day that we was talking. I did not expect for any of that to happen. And at first I was so embarrassed, mm-hmm. um, but I was like, it needed to happen. I was a wreck. Okay. When I say a wreck, a wreck. It was, I, I understand for you because it's happening to you that at first it could be embarrassing, but imagine the women that that happens to and they hold it and they don't express it and they carry it with them every day until they change their hair and they be like oh man I... and then you have to fake smile for people to be like oh you got your hair done and the inside you really hate it to them and you're not saying anything and people don't understand how much that can eat you up like when I go get my hair done I feel like a new layer type of woman I feel like I feel like oh I'm clean now so now I can do like anything I want to do and then when you spend hours and you get your hair and you hate it boy you don't want to do nothing but change it right now like I don't want to eat I don't want to sleep I want this fixed right now so for you to go through that and then you know have to deal with your own uh insecurities or your own uh questions and particulars especially if I already explained to you why I want this done a certain way and then you take it upon yourself to do what you thought look better it's like well who's here am i not your client or am i doing your hair and it's just like people get into uh jobs and positions where they want to deal with customers and clients and be an act of service but they don't know the etiquette and the respect levels that come with doing acts of service like you are in business because you are providing a service to people for what they're asking you for and then before you touch my hair we already in agreements that this is what I want and this is what I'm paying you for so for you to do it and do it completely wrong and have me upset and keep going mm-hmm. <sighs> so know. just to give just to give the listeners some context I'll, I'll try to condense this as much as possible so my mother was a salon owner, entrepreneur, and a hairdresser. My mother um, suffered from female balding and hair loss, so my grandmother, aunt. So that was part of the reason why my mom went into hair care. Um, I was being groomed to be in the business. Um, so it's a certain level of um, care that I know that should come along with that. Also, my mother was a highly spiritual woman, so she did believe the transference of spirits and energy as people are um 
doing hair and what the salon represents that therapy again that safe space for people to come in and have conversations and bear it all so even when people would come and sit in her chair and bear their soul she would minister to them and also believe that she can transfer through like prayers and stuff through their head right that center so that's my basis of a hairdresser so it's a very it, it's it's so it's different than just like this surface level experience for me I I understand what it truly means and I've been seeing that kind of come up in a lot of conversations around the topic like don't touch a black woman's hair right and this whole thing about the transition of you know natural hair and people accepting it so it's beginning to come out a little bit more but for some that it means a lot more fast forward my mom passed away and I didn't really care anything about hair, but I, I took on the business side of it. Mm-hmm. So again, like my corporate savvy hat, I'm very like business savvy because of that. But I didn't really never, I never cared too much about hair. Um, I got pregnant with my oldest daughter at 19. And that's when I began to have a lot of shedding of the hair, right? So I have what's now been classified as 4C, this coarse, dense, thick hair and that began to shed so I cut it off similar to what I have now just a low fade it was easy it was simple I was broke you know $15 get a haircut it'll last me a month I'm chilling you know I didn't really care about it um and and I thought after I had my daughter, it kind of eased up a little bit. So I was like, oh, that's normal. And I remember reading the book, What to Expect When Expecting. Yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's normal. Yeah, the postpartum hair loss. Yeah, so I'm just like, oh, that was supposed to happen. Yeah. So I didn't think too much about it. Um, Then from there, I locked my hair. And of course, for those of you familiar with locks, part of that is because of the process used, the shedding hair is what begins to create that pattern. So even though it was shedding and I was like, maybe it's being twisted too much when I'm getting it relocked. And so I still wasn't putting two, two together. So I stopped with the natural hair, decided to perm my hair and found this girl who cut and styled my hair. You know, you go to good old, you know, handsome (laughs) You know, and especially in Georgia, the girl that do your hair, you know, yeah. like not really caring, but if you want that style and you want it to last, yeah. that's who I was going to. And she, when I say fried dye and laid it to the side, it was off. It, it started to break off. And the process she used, that began to like accelerate my hair loss. And I knew it was there, but I ignored it. I didn't care for it when I was supposed to care for it. Mm-hmm. I just continued. I was like, well, let me just go back natural. So I went back and forth for years between natural and perm because I really wanted the versatility being in a corporate setting because people would look at me sideways all yeah. the time. So it, it was something which is, we could do a totally different episode about that. Um, about wanting to conform because I had a mentee or mentor rather um, in corporate America that was grooming me on my hair, my nails, the way I spoke, my dress was really grooming me, I think, into this white woman mm-hmm. that I just, no matter what. So in the process of me doing all that, I began to lose more hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, by the time I hit 35, like, I don't know. My scalp was like, look, done. 
Um, I know you mentioned hypertension. I did have gestational um, diabetes and hypertension. When I hit 30, I started taking the blood pressure medicine. That medicine began to impact my hair loss, Mm -hmm. making my hair thinner. It started impacting my nails. My nails became more brittle. Mm -hmm. So it's like the thing, the thing that's supposed to do to help me. It has side effects. My mom, you know, she's been taking that medicine since she was 16. And her hair is super thin. And And that's exactly what it does. Yeah. Yeah. On top of that, she had Graves' disease, and that took out a lot of her hair. It's horrible, and it's like I wasn't connecting the two right away. Um, and the the nail salon I go to, the owner of it, she was talking to me because I was telling her about my toenails. They were very fragile and everything. It was just a mess, and she started talking to me about my diet and my medications and everything. So I went on a three year like plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. I lost like 85 pounds, my hair was healthier, just everything. Yeah. Got in a bad relationship and stuff just went back downhill. <laughs> and I gained the weight back and started eating meat and all these other things. Yeah. So that's where it was with my hair. And then the ball spots from the alopecia um, got really bad and I would start going to the dermatologist who suggested a topical treatment so I had to do the topical treatment Rogaine for men twice a day um, and then they wanted me to take a pill and I'm just like I don't want to take a pill um, so it's bad enough that I'm putting this topical cream on my head and the Rogaine on my head and that's getting into me so I wanted to try to do it as holistically as possible um, and they even talked to me about getting like a scalp biopsy and wanted to like do steroids where they shoot this needle in your head that's supposed to like stimulate your hair follicles. Oh my gosh, it's so invasive. But here's the thing, one day I was in the salon talking to my hairdresser because she was helping me. I was just trying to hang on to my hair for dear life. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a lady in there that said that happened to her daughter. Um, Her daughter just uh, went bald once and they put the gave her other shots in the head but she was like in elementary school mm. and that's another thing I know we talked about like hair loss etiquette even if we in the salon if I'm in here talking about my let me talk about it unless I invite you into my conversation right you know I mean? like this unsolicited advice first off first of people all people think a salon is a round table discussion no ma'am this is between no. me and my hairdresser <laughs> You know, first off, you know I'm vulnerable because I came in here and looked around. Then I took my wig off. And yeah. then I don't mean to butt in. Yes, you did because you butted in. You know, so it's like, she was like, yeah, I think you should really do the steroids. But I'm like, you're you're offering this and you don't know my history. You don't know my finance. You don't know my emotional state around this for you to just butt in and do this. But that's typically how it goes. Like, even when I was in the braid salon, I went to this lady like three weeks before, show her my hair because this last summer I tried to get someone to braid my hair. Honey, when I said that lady put so many Moses parts in my head, I was just like, I can't do it. It was bad. The Moses parts, and I know it. So I follow this girl on Instagram who 
you know, specializes in pixie braids for women with alopecia. So I'm showing the local braid lady this because I guess this girl goes and travels around all of South. So Tennessee, Florida, she's like everywhere travel. But I'm like, no, I need my hair braided now. And the braid lady was like, oh, I can do it. I went up there. I was like, can I see you in the back? Cause I did, you want me in the middle of the African braid shop, just take my wig off? No. Mm-hmm. Like, can you go in the back and talk to me? So we've done this and I even texted her a few times and she was like, yeah. And then we talked about it again. And then before we went, we, when, uh, the day of, when I went up there, she was getting somebody else. She was like this year. I said, no, ma'am, you're going to do it because you're who I've been talking to right. and you understand what I want. So that was already like putting me on edge. But when I went in that bathroom and saw that part, the part, I promise you, Shane, it was like this big. You saw the pictures. So I'm in the mirror and I'm just like, what is happening? But then I was like, uh uh-uh. I was like, where is, you know, I don't want to say her name, but where is she? Like, where is she at? And she's like moving around. So I'm in the mirror trying to move it around. I was like, "Eh, you know. But by the time I was on the phone with you all, I was trying to concentrate, again, trying to be a professional on this call, but everything around me was like chaotic. And as I'm, clearly they can see like my posture, everything in me changed. Mm -hmm. Only thing when I hung up, she started like cutting the braids out of my head after being there for six hours. I said, wait a minute. Everybody knows. (laughs) When you do anything, it's better to have more left over than to have less to work with. So if you're going to cut, before you cut, you need to hold the scissors and be like, is here fine? Is here fine or here? Don't just go in. Don't go in. This is not the time. Mm-mm. She was doing them too short. And I was just like, I don't like it. And the thing that also continued to bother me about it is when I was explaining to her the reason why the braids, one, I didn't like the parts, two, that the hair um, was too short, she began to somehow equate that with self-love and that I wasn't satisfied with the face that God gave me. Girl, you're being disrespectful. And that, it began to crush my spirit even more because I'm like, and I'm about to tear up thinking about it. I'm like, I'm already dealing with hair loss. You know how sensitive I was about that. You're trying to convince me that the technique that you're using on my hair is working and it's not. Mm-hmm. Now you're, you know, done, you've done the braids too short. So it doesn't really, you know, accentuate my face the way it needs to for it, for me to feel confident about it. Mm-hmm. And then somehow you're saying because of all of that, I don't love myself. Yeah, that's and I, I was just like ready to go. And then at the end, when I left, um, she was just like, watch when other people begin to give you compliments, you'll like it. And that bothered me even more. So one- because She's saying like, it's not anything wrong with the hair. It's something wrong with you don't like yourself. That's why. Yes. And that once other people begin to tell me how much they like it, then I, I should somehow like it. So there's so many things wrong with that. And then I, it, it made me think back to my mom, the power of the hairstylist. Mm-hmm. This is the life that you're speaking over people in their head. That's mm-hmm. what you're doing. That's the message that you're giving me. 
So it was anyway. I probably went off on a tangent. I'm sorry, y'all. No, like, that's what I wanted. <laughs> like I wanted somebody's real experience with that because I think alopecia, uh, Graves' disease, um, women having hair loss, like even people while pregnant, people glorify. Oh, your hair is gonna be so long and beautiful when you're pregnant. No, honey, my hair felt like a Brillo pad that you scrub pots with my whole pregnancy. I didn't want to touch it. I didn't want it touching me. I remember getting my hair um, in micros um, before I went to Florida um, while I was pregnant. And I paid that lady $200. That in that salon in New York all day. Got on the flight two days in Florida, cut it all out my head. Mm-hmm. I kept those braids three. I got them on the Thursday and I took them out Sunday. $160 from Thursday to Sunday. And the only reason why I kept them is because the next day I was going to, out of town to visit my friend for her birthday. That was the only reason. And my okay. friend's like, we didn't take pictures. And, I'm, and I told her, I was like, I didn't want pictures. I didn't feel pretty. You know, I didn't want yeah. that hair and all the damn scalp in the picture. <laughs> I didn't want that. Um, it was horrible. The moment you you made that appointment or you was like, I'm going to go cut my hair. Like, what was that feeling for you? Like, I'm going to get rid of this and come it, out a new person. Okay, so I, I use a hashtag on Instagram on all of my social media, hashtag mom and martinis. Um, and it, it wasn't used a lot, but specifically on Instagram, I started, you know, just random posts of people out with their friends saying moms and martinis. But I came across a lady named Tamara Harvey, and she had a book that says Passing Martini, Please. So I was like, oh, what is this about? It's interesting. And she began to talk about her being a mom and motherhood and balancing her life. As I began to look more, she wrote a book that was talking about living with alopecia. I said, look at (laughs) Right. So I didn't say anything to her. I just reached out to her and said, well, you know, I want to purchase all of your books. I purchased the books and everything. I've had these books for about a a month and she wrote me a special note. Uh, so apparently she was looking at the hashtag too. Like, who's this that's taking over this hashtag? Yeah. <laughs> so she was, she told me about some podcasts that she listened to. And I was like, oh, that's really dope. So on the plane ride to visit my friend, I took her book with me and I read that book. And in that book, just hearing her talk about her journey and getting married and I was thinking that's something I deal with too because I'm single and I'm dating and I'm always concerned about you know are men going to find me attractive like once this wig come off you see what's under here like are you still gonna want me you know so she talked about that and work and just all of her um things that she's went through um and on that plane ride I knew I was like I'm just gonna cut it off um, I didn't know it was going to be that soon because the part of me was like, I'm getting $160 worth of these braids, you know? But when I was visiting my friend, one of her friends came over and I said something about my hair and alluded to the part. And he wasn't saying it mean, but he was like, yeah, I saw that too. And it made me so self-conscious. And I know like, 
it wasn't negative intent or anything but, but you don't know, know the impact when you say certain things to people yeah and i really words and i just wanted to like just end the night but I'm like no I'm not here about this like don't make it about me I'm here for my friend but it just further like I just did not feel pretty at all at that point and to know that other people are looking down at my it just was a lot so um, when I got home that Sunday um, with with my glasses the brace that was on the side I asked my daughter just to take those two out Mm -hmm. but the relief of just taking those two out was my brain was like, you feel that relief? Just take them all out. Yes. So I was like, get the scissors. And she was happy. She's like, I get to cut them? So I was like, yeah. She was like, how short? I said, just cut it. So she cut it and took the braids out. And then I was looking at it. And I texted my son's barber. And I was like, can you cut my hair even all over? He was like, sure. And Monday, I took my, the neck. that was on a Sunday. That Monday, I took my son to get a haircut. I went in there, I had on my little turban. I said, I'm gonna take it off. He said, well, take it off. I said, I'm gonna take it off. And I said, just cut it. He's like, cut it how? I was like, I don't care. I was expecting to leave. I went with the expectation that I was gonna leave with a bald head, right? So you have to think, again, the, the premise of Moms and Martinis, I told everybody is, you really watching me just tear myself all the way down or allowing myself to be broken down to the bare minimum so I can rebuild myself to be better. And that's how I felt with my hair. I'm gonna lose it anyway, so sh- shave it all off. I almost cussed, I don't know if I can cuss on here, but shave it off. <laughs> but yeah, that, you know, hair, hair for women is one thing. Hair for black women is awful. Because imagine being one of five kids, being the youngest and being the only girl, and your mother wanted a girl for her first child. Mm-hmm. That means I could have been the eighth, I could have been the twelfth, but she was going to get a girl. And then all of her girl dreams, she pours into you no matter what your personality is. Mm-hmm. So my hair has always been like my sibling in a sense when it came to me with my mom because she's like she glorified me but she glorified the fact that oh I got a daughter with long thick black hair and her hair can do this and I could do this with her hair and every night I'm doing her hair and every night up until I was 15 my mother did my hair and imagine being 21 always having this long hair always spending six to eight hours in a hairdresser on a Saturday and not being super girly, but having girly ways and trying to balance being in a house of boys. And your mom wants you to wear dresses. Your mom wants you to be very girly like, and I'm just like, that's not me. And I turned 21 and I went to um, Das Hair Salon and there was a hairdresser in there that I liked how she did my hair. And I said, I want you to cut my hair. This girl cried in the hair salon. And she said, are you sure? It was really long. It was like, I want to say like halfway down my back. And I said, I want you to cut my hair. Because I want women and I, uh, family members too, they pressure me. Oh, let me do your hair because it be- I became like the family doll for my hair 
And I'm just like, hair is not that important. And then when you have a family of women who never want to show their real hair, want to wear wigs, want to have weave, want to have their hair braided. If their real hair is out, they got to cover it up in a scarf. They want nobody to see it. If they got to go to the store, put it in a scarf or you can't go outside looking like that. Or you just blow dried your hair. You can't go outside with your hair just blow dried. Why not? Like, this is your hair. This is who you are. So I got to a point, I was like, I'm going to prove to all the women in my life and all the women who meet me that it's just hair. And I cut my hair in like an asymmetrical hair cut. I waited a whole month after my birthday to go see my mom. I went to go see her and she looked at me in the kitchen from the doorway and I looked at her and this girl didn't say nothing to me and she went down in the basement. She went down in the basement, was on her sewing machine. And she was like, so what else did you do? I said, I got this. And I saw, I showed her my tattoo on my wrist. She was like, does that wash off? I said, no. She said, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Come to terms with, she's grown. She's going to make her own choices now. And this hair power that you felt, this connection, you're gonna have to let go of. And I've, I've had my hair short, shoot, like short, short, like Caesar short. I've had my hair in mohawks. I've had my hair um, to my ears. Right now I'm trying to grow my hair out and it's hard because I go through phases where I don't want my hair touching me. I go through phases where I want my hair straight. I go through phases where I want my hair short. And I love my hair, but I don't love it to be like, oh my God, you cut it, don't cut it. Or um, like, I want it this way. And you know, it's not how everybody else's hair is. Like, I don't like the idea of wearing hair that's not mine. I've never had a weave, but I do like get my hair braided. But the issue with me getting my hair braided is once it gets to like that level where it's not tight anymore and mm -hmm. it doesn't like snatch your face <laughs> to where your cheekbones are super high, it's time for it to come out. But after yeah, you pay, listen, <laughs> after you pay $160 and then people be like, didn't you just get your hair done? I'm like, yeah, but I don't like it like this anymore. I want to switch it up. That's why I love women with flocks. I love women um, that can switch up and change their hair color and go through putting on lace fronts and, and wigs and all that. Because you got to be a certain particular type of women to be comfortable going through that process, one, and putting on these layers of who you want to appear to be and who you want to um be seen as and i'm just like i can't do it because sometimes i don't want my hair touching me sometimes i don't like my hair and that's the honest that's the honest thing and i feel like the lord been laughing in my face because this man gave me two girls with lots of hair and a different type of texture hair so you can imagine the Sally's Beauty Supply cabinet of product that I got up in here. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, that's a, that's, um, I'm glad you mentioned that because those are the two things that um, just came to mind. With me, I have three daughters mm -hmm. and a son. 
my oldest daughter is um i don't want to say biracial like her dad's mom was biracial so it's with the hair yeah. so she has really thick curly hair right the the one that i'm going to put this in air quotation that most oh you got the good hair yeah it's really thick and everything um and then i have um the two other door all three of them have different hair texture but my 10 year old hair is closer to mine and my disconnection from hair because of the insecurities i had behind it with alopecia and just the whole thing hair connected with my mom and then grieving and the reason why i cut it and just a whole lot of things i have this huge disconnect so for me, and I think about this a lot, my kids don't have a lot of memories of me doing their hair. Mm-hmm. Like I don't do that. It's mm-hmm. a huge disconnect, even with my 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. My, I have my 14-year-old, 15-year-old will do her hair. I, I did it when they were younger and they couldn't, but when they got to an age mm-hmm. where you can kind of manage it or the big one could do it, I just kind of let them do it. Mm-hmm. Or I, you know, I take them to the hairdresser sometimes, but sometimes it breaks my heart to know that they're not going to have those memories of like yeah. who my mom get my hair i just don't i i'm i don't have it and because of it i do know that their hair is probably not as healthy or as long as it could be or as they desire it to be and even like with my 10 year old she had some really deep negative emotions around hair because she's embarrassed of her hair and no matter how much I try to get her to accept it it's hard but then that's another reason too why I just had to come into the fullness of owning my own hair that's why I was like just cut it off they have to see that but it still doesn't take away from the fact that she has this image in her brain that she equates beauty to having this long hair and it's hard for me as a mom to try to say no, that's not it, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's like, eh, what do I yeah. do? Um, with the both of them, Anya's hair is like very like thick and coily curls. And when I blow dry, it turns into like this big bushy fro, but it's still curly. And then Arya's hair is like, whose hair, who, whose Barbara hair is in this brush? Like it's very, like light and curly and I could never braid her hair and have it done tomorrow because it's gonna come out like that's how loose curls it is and so when I wash both of their hair in the bathtub Anya will go I want long a hair like Ari's pretty hair like Ari's I'm just like Anya your hair is way longer than Ari's your hair is just so curly that you'll never unless I straighten it and I've never had her hair straightened I've never put heat on her hair other than me or her grandmother using a blow dryer and most of the time when I do wash and condition her hair I let it air dry because mm-hmm. I hate a hand comb uh, uh, blow dryer like I hate it I hated it as a kid I hate it as an adult but my mom will sit there and go through it and part it and do all that I'm not doing that so I do deep condition their hair I do wash their hair but with my six-year-old, she hates getting her hair done. She hates getting her hair combed. She hates getting her hair washed. But she likes getting her hair braided. And she likes um, the ending results of her hair. I'm just like, girl, it's a process. And you have to take care of your hair. 
so she always questioning me about how you make your hair longer you eat right drink lots mm-hmm. of water you wash your hair and um you just make sure you take care of your hair and so she asked me all the questions why do you cut the ends of your hair why do you cut the ends of my hair because it's just like a plant if you see brown leaves on the plant and it's not getting any nutrition you got to cut it off or it's going to spoil the bunch same thing with your hair and so even if you don't have a connection with wanting to sit behind your child and do their hair it can always be a conversation that you tell them how to achieve the looks they feel like they want and that could be like your personal journey with each of your children together that you do but I don't feel like you necessarily have to be hands-on with their hair if you don't feel a connection there but it's good that you share why you don't feel that connection because yeah yeah, Yeah, some kids grow up and be like my mom just didn't well there's always a reason why your parents didn't do something Mm -hmm. yeah it's a total disconnect um for me and even with your recommendation that comes I'm only able to do that through my own inner work and self healing mm-hmm. with, with how I feel about my hair so even in this last just acceptance of you know I have alopecia and you know everyone has their doctor know how Google doctor to tell me what to do with alopecia yeah. um, no you can stop it and I'm just like look just let's not do that because <laughs> doing that it does it hinders my acceptance just allow me to accept this the way that i need to accept it um because it's and the thing like i I have pictures when i was like i said i cut my hair like this when i was 19. Mm -hmm. what i'm learning is a difference in cutting your hair like that by choice then this is my only option, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have, I, mean, I got option with wigs and weaves, you know, yeah. but it's like, even with that in the summertime, like I said, it's hot. Sometimes I don't. Or, you know, sometimes I want a ponytail, but I know yeah. that with alopecia, putting glue onto a wig to try to achieve a look is only going to further damage or further, you know, like accelerate my process mm-hmm. in hair loss. I have to be mindful of that. Um, so that's something too that I'm like struggling with and coming to terms with. But one of the things that helped me to to feel better about it, my sister is completely bald in the top, completely. And um, I also have a very good friend of mine who really talked to me throughout the process. She also suffers from hair loss, and she said that she's completely bald. And only she, only thing she just calls it is like the George Jefferson. So you know, every now and then when I see a cute you know, bedazzled bonnet or something like that. She always got her bonnet on. Mm-hmm. She go from wig to bonnet. And she's perfected the technique of putting the bonnet on and the wig in one fatal swoop. Yeah. So I just always buy her. Listen, they like, getting creative. <laughs> she can do, she'll have her wig on, we'll be on FaceTime, and then she'll get her bonnet, and then you'll see the bonnet and the wig like, boop, like that. Yeah. I'm like, dang. Um, but she doesn't have any hair at all in the top. Mm-hmm. she even when I got my braids and I was showing it to them and I was like I don't like it she looked at me she's like I'm low-key she says as a matter of fact I'm high-key jealous that you can even get that mm-hmm. so that to me was like damn 
you know so even me cutting it low and i know people can't see me but like all of this is hair fibers my hair it's not this thick my hairdresser gave me some of them fibers that you shake in to kind of like mm-hmm. make it look full so i was like look i like it on you and the one thing if you look at all your pictures in your hair it's kind of like you would never look at your page and all of your posts and be like this person has issues with their hair or i could tell this person doesn't like their hair or you know you're just lively in any hairstyle that you've had and your face comes out in any hairstyle that you have and my thing is like i'm happy that you embrace that you can switch up and still be who you are and you can transition because a lot of women hold themselves back and say oh i can't get that cut my head is too big or my head is shaped ugly or i'm probably gonna look like a cone head i'm just like you don't know what's under there until you do it even with this I had to come to terms with it because I've gained, a, you know, I don't weigh the same amount as I did back then. Mm-hmm. And after he cut it, my son's like, it's a knot in the back of your head. And I'm like, what? And I said, oh, honey, you done gained weight because I got a little fat roll back there. And I said, well, they're going to have to see it. They're going to have to see it because, honey, I ain't got nothing to cover it up with. It's, you're just going to have to see it. Okay? It's just that. And now I'm, you know, I was like, let me get out here and exercise and run because I need to lose weight in my neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can get my jawline back. So silly. <laughs> my daughter's like, what? I say new weight loss goal to get my clavicle. You know what I mean? So I to get this clavicle. Up, <laughs> get me a jawline and a little clavicle, baby. I'm gonna be in all the pictures like this, just posing, okay? So I'm just like, okay, whatever. I, I have no issues with a self goal if that's what's going to make you happy within yourself and that's what people have to understand your hair your look your body your style is not if the next person like it do you like it do you exactly. love it do you feel full when you wake up in the morning and see yourself like I really enjoy laying flat being friends with gravity and getting up and gravity being like, here you go. And I'm like, okay, Chantal, look at you. Look at you looking at me. This is us. Okay, I can work with it. And it's all about coming to terms with if you don't like what you're working with, work it out. That's mm-hmm. it. So um, I'm happy that you got to a point where you're now embracing your hair and you're loving your hair because while you were talking about the how you didn't like your hair on that video, I'm just like, man, I understand what that feels like. I understand what it feels like to leave the hairdresser and hate what they did. And then people would be like, didn't you just get your hair yesterday? Why are you doing this? Mind your business. Let me, <laughs> let me like me. Let me like this. So yeah, yeah that's really good. And um, uh-huh. any woman out there struggling with hair loss, Find your own way because the next person's path may not be what works for you. And just like you said, people love recommending like what they want you to do and all of this. Listen, you go in the hair store, there's a section for that. If I want answers, I'll go get it. But just don't throw your opinions on people and throw um, references on people if they didn't ask you for it. And that's something that I learned in adult life that you just don't do. 
<laughs> and for any hairdresser that's out there, if you have a woman or uh, I'm, I don't know, I know men like talking to some of my guy friends. That's like I deal with hair loss too, and I have like you know what, you're not the right person to talk to. <laughs> but if for women, if you are a hairdresser that's listening, just handle it with a little bit of care. If it, you're scheduling a consultation, if you don't have a, a private room, try to take that person off to the back. Um, even if you're scheduling um, an appointment to do their hair in whatever style, ask them if they are okay um, getting their hair done in front of people, especially if it's a unisex salon. So those are just things that I would caution people to do because um, even with the salon that I was going to, the salon suite is small. It's only two chairs in there. And then it's not a lot of people, but it still was it's my hair like I, I felt this was before I got to this point that I was still it was just like going into the hair salon and just taking off all of your clothes in front of everybody I was just about to say that like if you went into the doctor's office and they was like just drop your drawers and um at the reception yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> but that's how that's how you should treat it so give me some privacy and then, you know, ask me if it's okay. And that may mean me having to come to a 6 a.m. or a 7 a.m. hair appointment, you know? But just ask because I've been there where I've been so uncomfortable and I get my hair done that I can't enjoy the experience. And everyone knows you can go to the hair salon. It's not cheap. So if I'm about to spend this 95 or 100, however much it is, especially for a weave, hundreds of dollars for weaves or hundreds of dollars for braids, I want to enjoy my moment. Offer me some water or something, a fruit snack or something, and give me some privacy to be able to enjoy that moment. So that's what I would say to, to the wonderful men and women um, that I like to call sometimes miracle workers because you all have a very, very hard job too of caring for someone's hair, but especially for someone that's dealing with hair loss. So, AKA therapist, salon therapist. Yeah. That's what it turns out to be. You share so much with them. So, yeah. um, it's super important. Can you tell everyone where to find you and your podcast? Absolutely. So you can find me every Monday on your favorite listening platforms. Just go in and search for Moms and Martinis. On the social media, uh, I am Moms and Martinis on Facebook and Twitter. And on Instagram, I'm Moms and Martinis Podcast. So hopefully you come on over. I'm a mess. I'm going to let y'all know now. (laughs) You need to bring a drink because the stuff we talk about, trust me, you don't want to drink. So bring whatever you if your water you got that carrot juice that shan like bring that you know bring something because you don't need to drink (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) my pleasure thank you for having me awesome all right this is perfect um what i'm gonna do is i'm going to edit it and then uh You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 